All right. Well, uh, with that, I will say we're in. We are in. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, the seat was nice and warm, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and to your question, I do miss you. Do you miss you when I'm not here? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there, we finally got the answer. Got so the so answer. I, I do listen. He does listen. I love that clip. I'm going I'm to post it again. <laughs> I love it. By the way, that's the last, uh, one of the last uh, TikToks you linked on Instagram, I had someone asking me who that was. The, uh... <laughs> The lady? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea who the lady is. I just, uh, she's, I just, a, she's a Scottish singer. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I have no clue. Yeah. I, I didn't know she was. I just saw it and it just made me laugh. I was like, ah, this, this is this is true, and I, it, it makes you you know think of areas. And uh, we've got there's a lot of people in the UK that are that are rolling smoking. Obviously, it's not sunny all the time there, but they're you know they're still getting. Well, there's out of there. a well. I mean, it's news, but or, well, I'll wait till we get into it. Let's get into it. Well, I guess uh, let's start that way. Uh, Welcome to This Week in Barbecue, the barbecue-focused podcast that introduces you to both the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. I am your host, Rashid Phillips, and back again for the third time, because I guess now it qualifies as a comeback, my co-host, Mr. Uh, Post-COVID boy, Brian Hall. Post-COVID <laughs> Avoided it for, yeah, like you said, I, I, I Matrix-dodged it for three years. Yes. Yeah, so. And it just finally caught up with him. Yeah, it's just, just out, out of nowhere, too. Literally, that's just yeah. wild. You can only be leaning backwards at a 90-degree angle, swinging those arms for so for long. For so long yeah. before your calves <laughs> give out. And uh, the face you have seen and the voice you're definitely familiar with, Mr. Lee Garman. And we are back to bring you some amazing news this week, ladies and gentlemen, filled with all types of things. Maybe you'll laugh, you'll cry, and you're definitely guaranteed to get hungry. So uh, what were you chatting about, bud? Well, you were saying that we, you know, a lot of people in the UK are rolling smoke. The uh, Big Grill Festival is next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend in Dublin. Oh, right on. Yeah, so uh, August 17th through 20th, I think they still have tickets hosted by DJ Barbecue. <laughs> yeah, so... Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Uh, like, I know on Sunday, Daniel Vaughn, Bill Durney, and somebody else are doing Bill of a, Hometown? Yeah, yeah, doing, yeah. A, doing a talk about the state of American barbecue. Uh, that should be very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is the state of American barbecue? Oh, I feel like that's definitely going to have uh, a... <laughs> Maybe that's going to be in the title. If I don't have a bullseye <laughs> on my back right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll combine it into one thing. Kara, Texas. <laughs> Is that, is that pretty accurate? I don't know. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many. There's so many cans of worms to open with that statement. So many. Is it the state of like, what part of America barbecue? Are we talking below the Mississippi line or above? Like, what are we talking about? It's 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 a very. I want to hear Vaughn's. Well, below uh, the Mississippi would be the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna. I wanna know. I'm going to tune into that because I'm very interested. And I don't think a lot of cats have had a chance to become with, become familiar with the snob um, outside of his writings and his posts. But, you know, cats got some thoughts. So I'm really, really interested to see how that conversation he goes. He did a quick stop in Atlanta before doing like a, a more extensive, like, uh, I think it was, yeah, or uh, Carolina tour. Yeah. Like two weeks ago. So... Ooh, gosh, that's such a good question. Like, that is a fire. Ooh, ooh, that's an interesting question. Because is it, you know, everyone, you say barbecue outside of the U.S., everyone thinks, immediately thinks Texas. 
you know, just that's just what pops in the mind or something I was watching over there. I think it was one of the guys, Rob's or one of the, the, the UK guys on the Kamado. Um, hell, even just the other day I was watching this. Um, they put it out called On the Line. And it's just this cat who left Egypt. Oh, yeah. I was actually, yeah, Kareem. Yeah. Yeah, of KG Barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I, I had him back 2019 when he was still popping up. Just the wildest thing. Yeah, dude, you know, dude, his stuff is really good. Is it? It yeah, looks like, good. Like I had, I had just we did style switch, so I wasn't super hungry, but I got lamb, his lamb lollipops. Yes, so, and, and yeah. that's the thing that gets me. I love lamb. I was talking with the the lamb board actually about trying to put on a few private dinners with just lamb dishes. I was like, I I love lamb, and I think it's just because the Islander in me—that's what we have. Like that is so good, but others don't really rock with it like that around here. But well, it, it's coming back to some barbecue joints. So KG does lamb lollipops and lamb ribs. And I think he does pulled lamb too, instead of pulled pork. Really? Um, and then I know uh, Barb's BQ, they have lamb on their menu too. I really, um, I'm heading over to Texas in September. I'm going earlier strictly so I can stop by and uh, show some support. Yeah. Like I'm, I've shifted my whole my whole itinerary around just so I can stop. By well, a I mean, spots. so they're in Lockhart, and then you you could actually hit up KG. He's in Austin, so you could kind of do back to back. Yeah, because everything's far in Texas. <laughs> no, I mean, like Lockhart's only like forty five <laughs> minutes. Actually, Lockhart's Lockhart is in an Atlanta drive from Austin. We were there, and everything <laughs> was forty five minutes to an hour from everything. Oh, so Atlanta, and it was such a short distance too. That was the wildest thing. It's like, how does ten miles take this long? What are we doing? Oh, come on. Yeah, like, it's kind of like, uh, in a weird way, like mountain road time. You like yes. you know, like on a mountain road, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you'll be there in 45 minutes. It's like, it's four and a half miles. Yeah. What do we do? Or is it all switchbacks? Yeah, that, that's exactly what it was. We went out. It's like, this is just so strange. But okay, let's keep it going. Heck, because what was uh, where, we, where we were staying was less than five miles from the harbor, but it took us 40 minutes <laughs> to get there. Well, and also it's like if we, I mean, obviously like a boat. If we yeah, could have just we had a straight across every, the yeah. lake, it'd be about Unless a two-minute drive. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's going to be – that's a very interesting question. Uh, when does that drop? When do they put that out? Did you I mean, that that that's that's at Grill and Chill Festival. I don't know if they're going to put it out, like, recorded or not, but it's, it's a Sunday conversation at Grill uh, – Big Grill Festival, not Grill and Chill. Yeah, Big so Grill Festival. This this coming Sunday? Uh, Next Sunday, next so Sunday. August 20th. Okay. So if yeah. we just need to go to Dublin. <laughs> Yeah, I knew, yeah, that'd be great. Let me add that on to my itinerary. Uh, but we might as well, while Brian uh, slipped up and was saying things. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about grill show real quick. Sorry, I, 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 I was plug. literally looking at the itinerary, and so <laughs> uh, I saw it. No, no, let's no. just get that plug out of the uh, way. Uh, real quick, we need to get our passports. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You too, Corey. Um, so, yeah, grill and chill tickets are on sale. They have been on sale, and they have been selling. Uh, we're down to like one or two VIP tickets left. We've got a fair amount of, well, not fair amount, a good amount of general admission, but I'm really excited about the VIP going because that gets you access to Friday and Saturday. Friday is a private pitmaster's dinner with Pops and myself. He's doing low and slow. Uh, he's breaking out all the nice, fancy A5 Wagyu to make i was like ooh, you know slide one of those plate of beef ribs over here um i'm doing five wagyu beef ribs yeah what i don't even i don't even want i, I would just want to see a picture of the marbling on it's, that it's it's re- 
ridiculous. They're so so. Is, good. is there actually any meat in there? <laughs> there is. There's some. We had some. He made some for uh, one uh, went over for Memorial Day. Okay. Yeah, uh, they're they're beautiful, beautiful, and it's such a it's a gentle cook. Um, so he's doing that. I'm doing some live fire dishes right by the lakeside. It's we're gonna have a ball. So if you get your VIP tickets, you get access to that and a signed copy of Pops's book from him, along with a pack of our jerk smoked sausage, which you usually can't get anywhere else outside of your pop-ups. So, well, I mean, I've never had them at a pop-up. We did one, yeah. Well, I mean, you've had it at a pop-up, but we did it for the. We only did a pack for the to raise money. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. outside of pop-ups. Yeah. <laughs> well, you. I mean, I mean, I'm saying like, yeah. Still, was at a pop-up. I guess so. Like, you had to pre-order it. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't just show up at a pop-up and buy it. No, exactly. Yeah. That's why I said that's the only other way you're able to get it. Um, so, we're looking forward to that. And then Friday, or excuse me, Saturday is just general admission. The food you get on Saturday is not, I repeat, the food you get on Saturday is not the food that is offered Friday. So if you're everyone out there is like, oh, I want oxtail, I want jerk this, I want all that, you better be one of the two people left to get this VIP ticket because that's not what you're getting on um on, on Saturday. The private pitmaster dinner is, is it meant two to left? Be. Is that There's, where we're at? We're two? Only, only two left. Okay. Oh yeah, and also general admission can also sell out. So don't yeah. like wait. Yeah. yeah, don't be one of those, and don't just randomly pop up and think you're getting in without a ticket. That's that's definitely not happening. Uh, no, I have a. We'll, we'll have, have security. A, security yeah. will be there. Yeah, but we actually uh, they Corey, are actually, Corey security. <laughs> <laughs> they actually um, the venue is actually getting security in because of how the liquor licenses and, and everything works. So if you don't have a ticket, you don't, and it's you know you're going to have your badge that will get you access. You know everything's going to be accounted for. We're making this as seamless as we can to make sure everyone has a wonderful experience. So. If you just toss something on and walk up, that's not how it goes. Once we sell out, we sell out, and we're not adding any more slots anywhere. Been trying to, you know, uh, promote it, get people out. There's our first fest, and we're not making any money. Well, we are, but we're giving it all to the local Boys and Girls Club chapter. We're starting a after-school barbecue program for the local Boys and Girls Club there, and uh, it's the first, to my knowledge— and we're, you know, going to get them some smokers. We're going to get them some food cards. We've designed a curriculum for them to learn and practice. And I actually start getting into the craft of barbecue. We wanted to support the community. We wanted to give a chance to the next generation coming up at a earlier start date. So I said, why not? You know, I could stand around and say, why doesn't someone do this? Why doesn't anyone do this? And I just decided to hold up a mirror and be like, get to work. Go make it happen. Go build that thing you want for those kids. So, started building. Here we are. Makes me want to queue up uh, Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can get the, get away with the. I the know what type rights. of smoke they're not getting. I just, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they want to donate it, you know that's fine. Oh, well, I was I was thinking of somebody else with a certain jingle. Oh yeah, they're definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, no, that's never going to happen either. Not not them. Not them. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it. But enough about uh, Grill and Chill. What you got on your record? Uh, I mean, do you want to do news stories or recaps and stuff still? I mean, let's, let's get some of the stories and we'll recap it. Okay. All right. So speaking of Daniel Vaughn, he just 
posted a good article about like rotisserie smokers being back on the rise. Yeah. And if you've been following Instagram or anybody getting new, like building new spot, you've probably seen an Eminem. Shout out to Mike and Matt cooler than the other side of the pillow down like two flats. Love those guys. Yeah. I got to cook them one earlier this year and that thing is like super efficient. Yes. Yeah. Didn't, was Moe's rig? Did he have Moe's rig? Uh, yeah. That we so we were hanging out with Moe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, since you mentioned that, ties into one of the stories I had. Moe's actually selling off his pre, all of his other rigs, <laughs> and he's flipping everything to M and M's. Committed. Yeah. yeah when, hell yeah. Well, I mean, that's something they talked about in the article. Miller Smokehouse basically had a bunch of offsets that yeah. they gave back to M and M's. Like, hey, can you refurbish these and sell these because we. Can- so Mo Kaysen's doing the same thing. Yeah. So when I talked to Mo, Mo told us while we were there, I think we got it on cam, but Mo, after he uh, got uh, notified he was going to walk, he's like, brother, I'm, it's all Mike and Matt from now on. Like I'm selling everything. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm selling. I'm letting it all go. And I hadn't heard him doing anything. I know he had like a book shoot. He was doing some other stuff, but he's, he's doing it right now. So big Mo is selling his rock and W custom rig. It was built just under a year ago. He's selling it for 10.5. DM him online if you're um, interested in picking it up. But he's he's switching to all all M and M's, which I don't I don't blame him. I was just talking uh, to Mike the other day. I was like, brother, you guys are quickly becoming a household name, and it's because you're putting in work. And I love when you're doing work because I'll always promote. Because if I promise you, if you're doing the work. People see it. We just had a call yesterday. And I know in every episode I say this because we, we have a lot of calls every week, but we had a call yesterday. And what do they say? We saw you guys doing this. We saw it. It just stuck out. We've been watching for a while. So those of you who get offended when I say cook more or do more or just put your work out there and just fail more, sucks to be you because you don't believe me. And it really is that simple. Just do the work. Cause these people were watching us for weeks and weeks at a time mentioning stuff. I was like, that was, that was in May. So if you're doing the thing that you want to be paid to do, guarantee you someone's watching cook more, do more, fail more. That's the secret. Something. Also just to link in the show notes, I think we should put the, uh, the interview that we had, with the Eminem guys. Yeah, yeah, we did. Great we, guys. Get, we we have uh, um, Mike and Matt had them up on the podcast up on This Week in Barbecue. I will link that to the show notes and it, just visit uh, thisweekinbarbecue.com and you can scroll through the entire archive. We actually had them on on 512-23, the dynamic duo that is Eminem Barbecue. I will link that there. Once again, just, just absolutely amazing guys man that are that are crushing it and not afraid to do the work speaking of the for good transition speaking of big mo you got other news about big mo yeah yeah uh mo is doing mo is doing a lot we talked about last episode he's traveling to slovenia <laughs> I'm, I just can't. we're just okay with the we're, fact that we're it's just, gonna be butchered yeah so i apologize I, i'm not slovenia? trying to offend that slovenia and then Whatever. Yeah, there's been yeah. a bunch of consonants. Together. Yeah, it's just like there's this Z, J, like who who does that? Who does that? Like, I, do. I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, so <laughs> he's going to be doing a class there. Uh, he's also uh, coming to Dallas, Texas 
October 21st, and you can learn wings, ribs, brisket, and much more. Check out for more information at the Bob and Mo Barbecue Show. They're hitting the, the road, doing some classes. So Mo is all over, everywhere, shockingly doing work. You know, you never know. Well, speaking of classes, there's a couple opportunities to uh, do some barbecue classes coming up. Uh, first, Leroy and Lewis are bringing back their barbecue university hey. uh, September 22nd through 24th. If you're interested, you can email Casey with a K at LeroyandLewis.com. We'll have the uh, the link to the email um, and the show notes. Good deal. Uh, and then uh, the Goldie's brisket class is coming back in October. Shout out the guys at Goldie's. So they, uh, they still have spots for that. So That's been good. I, I got to stop by and catch them when I'm in town. I really do. It's there's a there's a lot of learnings happening, a lot of uh, opportunities going on. Where is Goldie's? Uh, it's outside of Fort Worth and uh, Kennedy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just south of Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah it's by the sisters. I mean, there's a bunch of good places you can go to in Fort Worth and Dallas right now that you can just kind of loop. I might have in. a shoot taking me there soon where I have to go scout. So I might just add a oh, extra I mean, day to my scout. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> just let me know and I'll, I'll tell you what places to go on what days. Yeah, so. yeah. Nice. We also, you know, since we're talking about things happening over in Texas, Real Pitmasters casting call. They're looking for, and there was a huge emphasis on Real Pitmasters. And if you have welding experience, that's an added bonus, but there's a casting call happening in Austin, Texas right now. Uh, they're paying SAG rates. So like seven and change for the day. So yeah, that's, I think it's minimum seven fifty now. Yeah, yeah. So that's not bad for anybody who's out there and you're interested and you're in that area and you can roll some smoke with the best of them. Email the cast station at gmail.com. We'll have that in the show notes. Um, don't have much more information uh, than that, but Hey, are they going to have a guy on there that's like the surrogate of the will it kill guy? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> you know exactly oh, what it's oh, Forge and fire, yeah. yeah, yeah. It will kill. Will, will, will it smoke? <laughs> will it, it will smoke. I don't know, but uh, our, our good brother who's still fighting the good fight, El Jefe, Mr. Robert Sierra, put it out there. Um, and he's actually going through a second round of chemo this morning. So I mentioned it before, you know, there is a, 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 a a like Venmo donation that you can do. Not I know not everyone can, but everyone has the ability to like, share, and pray. That that doesn't cost you anything. So uh, keep keep finding a good fight, brother. We know you're going to make it out on the other side. Um, but yeah, that's oh, and we did mention him previously, but I'm a backpedal over to uh, the barbecue snob, Mr. Vaughn. He dropped a new list. 25 new and improved barbecue joints in Texas. Yeah, it's kind of This is not to be confused with the Texas top 50, you know, the you know, don't don't get that crazy. He's just saying 25 new and improved ones to check out. Yeah, he does it uh so like the halfway point between the list, he'll mm-hmm. drop the the 25 uh that 25 list. So, I know Bar ABQ Barbs is on there, uh KG Barbecue, Sunbird, uh, a bunch of good cats. Really, nice. um, in, in good company. Yep, uh, there's some some Georgia stuff going on for once. Yeah, I know. So finally get on this map. Hatch Chili Fest is next Sunday yes, at Fox yes. Brothers West. Mm-hmm. They still have, I think, they still have VIP and regular tickets. Yeah. Speaking of buying tickets before they sell out, so Landlock Oyster Fest, or they're bringing in some barbecue pit masters like they normally do. Okay, that's actually already sold out. 
Yeah, landlocked seventh. But like Elliot Moss is going to be here. Uh, Moss isn't done. Yeah, Dave Bonner of uh, Green Street uh, from Chicago. Jeans uh, from Atlanta. Uh, Fox Brothers from Atlanta, and then I can't, I can't remember who else. But then, like, like, did you see the landlock list though? Like, yeah. it's an insane lineup. Really? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. but like, yeah. they don't have that secret pint guy out there, so I don't know if I'm gonna make it out. You know? well, I mean, it's sold out. I'm not making it out. <laughs> uh, and then our friends, uh, Barbecue Yanka and Keenan's Pit Barbecue, they're doing a dinner on August 27th at Deep Roots Wine Market in Roswell. Shout out, Ken. Uh, and it's uh, part of the, uh, part of your ticket will go to support the Max Gruber Foundation. Okay. Right yeah. on. Right on. No, man. Uh, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. They do need to get you, and I can't really talk, but they need to get you on these lists. I'm not here ever i love the invites though like shout out to the guys who want to be out in the keys for the first rub and tug fest like that was great but i was doing it's called a rub and tug yeah you know barbecue yeah what are we gonna do um but they had great cats like um meet dave hilarious comedian great barbecue they had uh maddie of matt Pittman's of meat church uh al frugoni was out there the whole crew dark side uh, missed getting a chance to kick it with everyone but I was in LA. I'm definitely going to catch you guys next year. Shout out to uh, Bama Grills. They were out there as well. Um, it looked like a beautiful and fun time. Uh, <laughs> everyone definitely was uh, enjoying the cannonball or the belly flop competitions. But next year, guys, next year for sure. Uh, let's, uh, I guess there's a few, few minor little touch points. Blast through quick deals right now. If you just got a spot, you got a little bit extra wiggle room. A little bit extra cash. Uh, Mashabilt right now is doing a bundle deal, getting their 30-inch vertical digital smoker with the leg extensions and a cover for two forty nine. I don't know how much better of a deal uh, you can you can get. I, uh, if you if you got your dad a tie and he realized he left it in the box and hasn't worn it yet, probably hates it. Go ahead and get him this instead. You know, give him something to cook some meats on. That'll always work out really, really well for you. Yeah, no one wants a tire socks. No, no one wants tire socks. What are we doing? What are we doing here, guys? Let's let's get past that. And slight, you know, just not even really selfish. I'm just supporting the boys. Kings of Barbecue airs this week. The Kings of Barbecue is the show starring Cedric the Entertainer and Anthony Anderson as they document their venture into the barbecue world because celebrities like losing money. So they come and hang out with us pitmasters for a while. That's Saturday night? That is Saturday. First yeah. episode drops on uh, this Saturday, August 12th on a &E at 9 p.m. So set your DVRs. Dude. Find out where it, find out where you can stream it later. Yeah, go to Google. Be like, how do I stream? <laughs> and go to, go to those it. terrible sites that don't give you enough information. Yeah, Except yeah. that like the AI generated. This is a barbecue show about basically. And uh, what you do after that is just hop on TikTok, and someone will be streaming it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just watch all the all the clips. I like watched, I watched Spider Man that way. The new Spider Man, <laughs> where someone was streaming. Our I was like, oh, this is some good quality. <laughs> Don't touch me. I had my, I had my, um, had my studios in, and it was on a flight. I was like, "Oh, this is probably this bad boy up." I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." Is, is it bad that I didn't go see Spider Man because I like I just knew there was going to be too many people? No, no. I mean, I saw it in theaters too. Yeah, I, I, I wanted, I wanted I to it see it too. Like, I want people like, "Oh, you didn't?" See no, no, no. Well, the, the, the other issue now, man, is like I want to go see it in pre premium format, but like 
it's it's only in a premium format for like a week. And then like the Transformers movie came and knocked it off. I'm like, I don't want to see Transformers. I want to see Spider-Man. I don't, I haven't, I haven't heard much reviews about the Transformers movie. I don't know if it's worth it's going. It's been pretty quiet. Yeah. It's been, slightly, slightly concerning. Slightly I, I did, concerning. I did watch a bad superhero movie while I was, while I was sick. Which one did you see? I saw the flash. Oh, uh, I didn't even try to go to that one. I, oh, I mean, like, I like, I like, it was, it was eh. like. I when I, I saw it and when I saw how he ran, I was like, why? <laughs> oh, the skating? Yeah. It's like, the what, are you, skating. It's like, what are you? I was like, there's literally a whole TV show that shows him running the right way for years. And none of you guys like. Maybe we should check that out. Hey, let me, like, it, it's only worth watching for Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Batman. That's, that's well. Let's I'm, not spoil it for anyone. I, he's in the he's yeah, in the trailer. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's got the worst special effects I've seen in a long time, though. For like, how much that movie cost? I know. I was about to say, you and know they, they scrapped spent money. They scrapped Batgirl and let that go out. Like, how do you actually finish an entire film? Start the promo trailers and then they're like, you know what? Nah, we're good. Tax but you break. Got this, yeah, probably tax break. But they say Prince used to do the same thing. That Prince has a vault of movies and we know this because uh crap comic book guy um not stanley kevin smith kevin smith he did a talk talking about how he filmed these movies for prince and it's just he tells the craziest stories like prince woke up at three in the morning he's like yeah i want a llama and they're like (laughs) what he's like yeah i want you guys i mean that checks out he's like i don't we can't we're in we can't we don't understand uh, but he tells a story and I'll f- try to find it. But that video is like parsed all over the web, but in weird little places to catch it. And he was just, he would just film all these things for him. He said the best film he ever made was for Prince and no one will ever see it. It's like, damn. So who knows? You see, this is why we got to put stuff out. It's like that would hang out. Fuck you, Screlly. And then all over here. There we go. There was there, there's the explicit text. There it is. No, not we've earned it. We've earned it. Yeah. Um, we've got a few bits here. Other bits. I do want to do a two two shout outs. Uh, shout out to Kitchen's Corner out of Compton. Uh, just some dope cats rolling barbecue, man. Uh, they, I was on enough for them to invite me out while I was in LA. Go see their setup. See their shop. They they're running on a rotisserie and old school Jr. And they've got a, I believe, a 500 reverse as well. And these cats are putting in work. We get offered so much food on the road. And I can always tell Pops is how he likes it from what he says. But these guys served up ribs that he cleaned the bone off. Like, you know, it was, it was, they, they and this, these were their uh, Salt and pepper ribs. So anybody listening, go check them out, right? Kitchen's Corner underscore online over in Compton. They're doing the work. They're doing it the right way. Amazing flavors. Like I was, I was just on there. I, I ate. I was like, wait a minute. This is really, really good. And it's not that I was like thinking it would be bad food, but 80% of what people sent us is tough. It's mushy. It's acrid. This was on point as one of the best handed ribs I've ever gotten. While, while out and about, so. And you've had places that have been doing it the wrong way, so you know how to judge. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten places that have, that are claimed must, must eat top, and I'm like, oh, my Lord, this is, you paid for this? Okay, cool. But you, when you can taste the shortcuts, but there were no shortcuts tasted here. Like, they're, they're knocking it out. So, shout out uh, Kitchen's Corner 
Nonscore, those guys are killing it. And I only got to taste that because I was out there for Oxtail Night in L.A. at the Bloodstones Hollywood location, which it sold out before we could get all the flyers up. It was sold out in 45 minutes. It went so well that you didn't even have food for the crew. You had to yeah. go to Mickey D's. I saw you had to make a stop at Mickey D's afterwards. Because that's what we don't get. You know, we're cooking. It was a two days worth of cook. You know, we're yeah. prepping all the oxtail, smoking them, getting them cooked, making the sauces, you know, doing the beans, everything. All the flavors, all the aromas. Get there. Shout out to the amazing staff. Thank you to James, Janice, Gary, the whole crew over at Bloodstones that are making everything uh, run so smoothly. It was just a wonderful time. The whole team, Leroy, uh, Chris, and the people loved it. You know, we had shrimp and grits. We had different types of starters. Then we had, like, you know, the four plates of each oxtail. There was barbecue, smothered, jerk and curry. Uh, so many just had. And this is when the oxtail came out, like, I remember my grandfather used to say, you can tell the food is good because you can hear the angels sing, meaning, like, everyone's just, no one's talking. It's just silence in the room. And at one point when all the oxtail hit all the tables, it was just silent. All you heard was like the background music. No one was talking. They were just eating. Just occasionally, just occasionally. Clink, clink, yeah, I was going to say the clanking. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was just a, uh, a great time and got to meet so many fans and supporters out there. I didn't know I had that, that much love out, out in L.A. like that, but uh, it was a wonderful time. Man. So, so when's oxtail night two? So for Pops, he does it once a year. Okay. He does it once a year in L.A., but it's it went so quick. I was like, Pops, we almost might have to do it again this year, you know, if our schedules align. But then again, I got, I'm getting, you know, berated online. Like, when, when is there going to be an Oxdale night in Atlanta? It's like, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, maybe loop it in with Pitmaster Santa. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we make two stops in Atlanta. We make two stops this year. I wanted. I really wanted to do a pop up so badly. I really want to. I, I, like, you, wait I just, a second. Have you have you not done a pop up this year? I've not done a pop up. Oh this year. Geez. Which is crazy because I've done a ton of cooking this year. Right. I just have not done a pop up this year. Yeah, it's for other people. Yeah, it's now, other yeah. events. Like the closest I'll do to a pop up is Grill and Chill. Right. And that's actually for me, but it's not in Atlanta. I do have some people from Atlanta who've bought tickets to go down there. And so that was great. I appreciate that. Um, but I would like to do are they VIP. They are VIP. Okay, cool. <laughs> say, at least make it worth your time. Yeah. I've got, uh, maybe I'll hit up Sue. Maybe I'll hit up uh, Sue and be like, all right, let's do that restaurant takeover. I'm going to do Oxtail night, do your tickets. This is a cap on it and just go for it. Uh, I wonder if True will fly up for that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know he will. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. He'll find his way up here. He, he, there, there, if there's Q, he will find a way. He will find a way. No, man, that is. It was a. It was a good time out there. Uh, I had such a blast, and you just can't beat it. It was. It was crazy just seeing the, the how massive the operation is. It's. It is far bigger and greater than most. Is people. is it at its new spot? Uh so. This one we had at the uh, Hollywood spot. Okay. But did go and hang out and check out the Santa Monica spot, which is great. It's on, it's on two cross streets. Nice. At two inches. So it's just beautiful, full light, nonstop, just packed people coming through. It's uh, really well laid out. Um, and then went to the Com, went to the, of course, the Hollywood location. 
was just a fun time all around. Got to hang back. Uh, shout out to Nikki. Thank you, Auntie, for making me that amazing steak sandwich before my flight because I was going to not make it. <laughs> that that uh, plain food is not the best, but it was a wonderful time out there, man. It was, it was good stuff. Um, what do you have coming up since you were down and out fighting the old COVIDs? I mean, it's just uh, I'm pretty much somewhere every Saturday. Not like like um, So most the normal the normal rotation round trip. Little Cottage Brewery, Pontoon. Um, mm. How big, are they doing over there? Uh, it's been it's been slower this uh, summer. Like I like the last last week was like kind of the week of people are kind of coming back to going to school, or it's the last weekend before school, so it was kind of expected. Mm. Um, but uh, it's just ramping up and doing a service every week and kind of like getting the name out there so that more people can have it. Because like you know, last year when I was doing everything else uh still had a full-time job was doing it every other week so it's just kind of a a new thing to to kind of ramp up but uh football season's coming up and so we'll be doing uh basically pre-orders and setting up a little earlier so if you want to come get like a package before like a college football game you can come get a bunch of barbecue and take it home Mm. so but yeah so we'll be somewhere basically every weekend during college football season oh yeah Nice. And then got a couple collabs coming up down the road. Some are still in the works. Um, doing a, the third collab with uh, Gabriel of Barangay and, uh, in October. So we'll do a brunch thing. What day in October? Uh, I think it's October 28th. Okay. Yeah, I'd have to do it. I have to go double check. Like, there's, there's, uh, it's crazy. I know, I know you booked, you told me uh, you yeah. to book out the I year. Mean, it's, it, dude, it's... It's so different. Like, I wish you were back in the scene so you could see. Like, I'm, I'm I had I had breweries come to me and be like, hey, by the way, in June, we're booking out the rest of the year. Let me know what dates you want. I'm like, shit. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, the the Wednesday night, like, sandwich service. See, that's my excuse. That's why I can't do a pop-up this year. Yeah. All the breweries are booked. Yeah. It's not all, all the ones you want to be at are booked. Yeah, I, I, my, my, my old stomping grounds are, are, are booked. And I'll take it. Um, well, I'll, yeah, the, the, there's, there's one that, like... Shouldn't be booked, but is booked. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might have to edit that out. No, nah, we got to leave that one. Um, that's far enough back. If you know, you know. If you, if you know, you know. If you've been listening yeah. long enough, you are 100% yeah. aware. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. It's, uh, I, like, I keep the uh, Facebook, Instagram, and and website up to date with all the dates. Yeah. Um, Gonna have some some fun sandwiches coming up though. I got a gonna throw on some like a whole shoulder skin on the shoulders and do like a crispy skin pork belly sandwich. Or, I, I mean, it's crispy skin uh, pork shoulder sandwich. Oh, brisket wow. burger. Uh, brisket burger is there every week. It's Always. either it's okay. It's either hey, a brisket I'm, cheeseburger. I'm just check. I'm looking out for the or the brisket here. patty melt. I'm just making sure. <laughs> what, it's, what, hey, what by the way, people <laughs> me. Well, hey, hey, like, there, there's a limited quantity because it's based on how much trim I have yeah. from the yeah. previous week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had 16 burgers last night and they were gone and people were coming up. It's like, you still got the burgers? Like, no, no, nope. no, we're out. Nope. Get, there, get there early. Like, I don't understand why. Wait, if you see the information, yeah. you want to partake. Oh, well, get it now. Like, or like, oh, I don't want to be the only one. It's not a party and you're the first one on the dance floor. <laughs> well, hey, Bar- Barbecue had to make a post. He was getting bad reviews from people complaining about waiting in line or they would be sold out. And it's like. I mean, that's also how pop-ups work. If like, Well, no, I mean, Bar- Barbecue is in, a, is, in a, is in a food hall. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but again, it's how much cook space he has. Yeah. He can only cook so much. Hey, restaurants run out. So you mean to tell me of your entire life of living, you've never gone to a restaurant, ordered something on the dish, and they, on the menu, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we're we currently ran out. out of that yeah. thing. You don't go leave a horrible menu and throw your arm. No, you go to a restaurant on a Friday at 8, and you're like, hey, can I get a table? They tell you, oh, yeah, it's an hour and 20-minute wait. What do you do? You get the little ticker, and you sit your ass in your car, and you shut up about it. Stop giving those of us who do pop-ups and things like that a hard time. Like you, you expect a different treatment versus what you get for food that you're honestly still paying less for than if you went somewhere else and you're having a more unique experience. Get off our back. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just on a ramp because I saw, <laughs> I saw a, 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 a write up. Uh, uh, someone did on a guy that was just really going through it because people just kept bashing. Like the food was great, but they hated having to wait. They went like, but you wait at restaurants, you wait in drive through lines, you wait no matter what. Like, this is the same thing. Do, do you complain when a when a, a high-end restaurant, you can't make reservations for like three months? No, yeah. you make a reservation when you can make, make a, a reservation. Make a reservation and you shut up about it and you go and you eat. Like, stop well, I mean, like, ruining the, these people's livelihood. Like, perfect example, we were in L.A., um, uh, Pops' business partner recommended a spot for us to go to, Musso and Frank's. Absolutely amazing. I, I 100% recommend it. Uh, go say what's up to Jose. Tell him the Jamaican oak tree says what's up. And we walked in. We didn't know. We, you know, they're like, hey, do you have a reservation? We're like, no, do you need one? They're like, yeah, we book up, you know, two months in advance. I'm like, shit. Okay. Um, where can we sit? They're like, oh, the bar. So she'd pro tip. Never make a reservation for Musso and Frank's. Go straight to the bar because you have the best seat in the house because they have this 100-year-old hearth grill that the building and the business has been around for 100 years, and that thing is still slinging, and it's hardwood cooked right there, Jose. So you get to watch him cook? Yeah, so I was was having a ball. I was like, yo, I actually did a write-up on it. I'm releasing it on my my site. I had the best seat in the house because it was right behind jose watching mm-hmm. him do everything and the man is a it was like watching a conductor or a maestro conductor orchestra awesome. how he moves with that it was enamoring. i'm probably wrong but isn't the scene where leonardo dicaprio meets al pacino in once upon a time in hollywood musso and franks i wanted like i know uh, it, i know it, it actually it, might be i know i know it's shown up in other things yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a legendary it, spot. it's an amazing spot i'd never heard of it up until then um so it was it, it was just great, and we didn't get butthurt about it. No. We didn't know. We were made aware, and they're like, oh, there's that. Cool. Ended up being the best experience of the mm-hmm. night. Well, like, there's a spot in, in New York. Uh, I think it's the Hawksmoor. It's a steakhouse, uh-huh. and, like, it's a British-style steakhouse. But one of the cool things they do is they cut different weights of their steaks, and they have them listed on the board and how many they have. And so you could pick out, like, oh, I want the 48-ounce tomahawk, or I want the, you know, is it the— Talk dirty to me. Shen, uh, what is the uh, <laughs> just, just what is the specialty, range. like, that, that cut really at the end that of the— We really explicit tag. Uh, <laughs> what is the cut at the end of the uh, filet mignon? The like, rum cap? No, it's no. not the rum cap. It's like the chanterelle. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, so like they'll have like a a weighted version of that, and once those cuts are gone, they're gone. They're gone. No one's complaining. Yeah, no one's complaining. It's just like it's a cool experience to be like, okay, I can go select what weight steak I want, what cut I want, and they only have so many because they're being 
like they're controlling their portions and like uh and the quality of what they're serving mm, that is yeah sorry i know we got off on a tangent but i just hate that i hate the whole to leave a bad review to mess someone's income up because you had to wait in a line for food when all you do for everything else in life is wait. Yeah, literally the only difference is you're not sitting down while it happens, which yeah. also just comes with like the experience that's of what kind of is. part of it. If yeah. you want if you want to sit down to have this food, keep coming to the pop-ups because that's how the funding occurs to get into a location. Mm-hmm. And shocker, even when you get the four walls, you're probably still gonna have to wait. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just that you know. Guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. It's it's one of those things, man. I just I just I hate that. Uh, I remember getting that sometimes. Oh, we came to support and and we wanted to get the food. We heard it was great. It's like then you probably should have came earlier. It's like well, the thing said it starts at two hundred. It's like yeah, till sold out. Like my job is to sell out. No part of what I do is to leave here with product. Hey, speaking of which, people like these stories. Do you have a weather horror story of a pop-up? I actually did this on, so if you were on threads, just search Rashid Phillips, because I just did this on threads last week. I told the story of my $52 a day. That yeah. was a weather horror story. Um, this one wasn't really a horror story, but it, I got beat over the head with weather. It was last year when we were doing Kara's birthday, and we were also filming for a brand. Oh, yeah, I remember showing up that yeah, day. Yeah, you came and you brought the, the sausage and the links. Uh, always supporting, even though you had to go roll your own. Yeah. And that day, it was cold, hot, rain, and hail. Because it was, it was, was it in March? Uh, her birthday's in July. Yeah. It was, it was July? Yeah, it was July. I, I remember showing up with the jacket that morning. Yeah, July 16th, I believe. Okay. Was when we had it. And it was, I remember we were under, we'd already gone through the wind because it has shifted so much. I had to go ask um, um, Lauren and them to go bring out heaters for the line because the temperature just plummeted out of nowhere. Then it got hot. Then it rained and we were all under the tent. And then all of a sudden we just start hearing like, I'm like, what, what is that? I was like, who's throwing rocks? And it's hail pinging off of penny i was like is it really hailing here you know i was like this is what i get because that was my first pop-up of the whole year i said of course i'd get all the weather on my pop-up day doing this uh uh barbecue pop-up for her birthday do you have to report hail damage if you ever if you ever sell penny (laughs) (laughs) no no i'm never i'm never letting go a penny i'm never letting go a penny i would i would Probably let go of Phoebe before I let go. I was gonna say, Penny. yeah, there, uh, there's more than a handful of rigs that would go away before. Yeah, Penny's Penny, Penny will never go away. That's that's my ride or die. No, I, I, I feel like eventually that. Penny's just gonna get a permanent install somewhere. I would love to. I would love to. I, I'm I'm I'd uh, I'd love to. I'm thinking of either refurbishing and redesigning um, Pearl or just like donating Pearl. I can never sell Pearl. Cause I never, I didn't buy Pearl, yeah. so I could never sell her. Uh, but I would, I would donate or refurb and, and really hit the circuit again with her. Cause Pearl is hard to, is hard to use. Like you, I got to train you on how to use her. That's not, it's not a rig for everybody. Uh, but she holds heat like you would not believe once you get her going. But she takes a lot, 
but it, you know, that's that's my that's my girl, man. I built the business off of Pearl. Uh, Pearl Pearl came in just in time when I had when I started getting full holiday orders, and I was just loading her up with turkeys and briskets, just cranking, cranking, going, going, going. I remember holiday season. There were several days where fire just never went out. <laughs> just having to turn and turn and turn and go. But, uh, Honestly, that's the best thing is like when you can throw some logs in, shut it down, and then wake up the next morning, just open the door, and it just immediately starts back up within five minutes. Yeah, yeah. But what's uh, – we got a call in, but what's your hot horror weather? Well, I mean, I, I just had one. Like the last pop-up I did in July. When we were in uh, Connecticut, you post like yeah, – yeah, this video. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, where am I? Are you in Connecticut? No, no, no. That, that, yeah, you got the rain up in Connecticut. I, we got it down in Georgia. Not, like, so I had set up the tent, and like, it's one of those like tents that you could set up by yourself. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I forgot to lock in two of the legs. So when it started raining, it was actually pushing down the tent, and we were having to push water off. Like, I'm surprised it didn't like rip. Like, it's kind of crazy that it didn't burst. Honestly, that's probably why I got COVID is because I probably was, I was so, my immune system was weakened because I was so like just soaking wet. Uh, There was water got into like one of the power strips and like just shut everything off. The power strip still works. Yeah. Yeah, I just had to dry out. But like, uh, like I didn't throw the lids on my totes. So water got into those and ruined a bunch of like paper goods. Like I got to get the battery. That's what it reminds me. I got to get the solar battery from you so I can plug it up and charge it. Um, it's charged. It is. Oh, right on. Well, yeah, that thing. Yeah, that. One, I'm going to get back on the circuit eventually. Um, that's going to be yeah. my main power. Hub. Yeah, Corey was up there with you for your uh, thunderstorm. Yeah, he was uh, decided to take up a new career as a Missy Elliott background dancer. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, but he had a, he had that. Uh, I can't stand the rain outfit. <laughs> you didn't he wasn't very fond of my, my jokes over there it's like just shut up and help the piece I took but we had to get out of there because where we parked you could look at the wall and the wall still had the water line from where we had parked because oh. they were they had the pumps actively pumping out Jesus. the area so even the ramp we went up you had to skip a little because you look over you're like oh that's a cool view no, that view's not supposed to be there. There's actually another ramp that view leading is not down. A view. Yeah, like those bushes aren't bushes. Those are tops of trees. So we were like, we got to get out of here because we parked where the flood was, and it's not going to take much for once it tops over for it to rush back in. So that that was a whole experience, but I love it. I can't wait to go back. It was great. There was a uh, was it comic Comic Con Comic Fest. Kineticon. Kineticon. We saw a pimp named Slipback. You got to say the whole word like a tribe called Quest. Uh, <laughs> uh, we saw we saw Pokemon. We saw Master Roshi. We saw all types out there. There was a, there was there were uh, two that stuck out. There was like a badass Link, and then there was like a picture perfect Princess Peach. I was like, wow, y'all put it in work. But it was a, it was a good time. And um, what was it? Uh, Mbaku was there. Right. We saw the Thors. It was, it the, was Thors. The, the Thors. The Thors. Is the Thors now the Deadpool? Have you seen the uh, the Dragon Con, the Deadpool escalator? No, there's a- uh, yeah. Every year, like that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Like right? like what 100, 200 people dress up as Deadpool yeah. and they all ride up an escalator at once. Yeah, just like it's like a never ending line of Deadpool. Just oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, Labor Day is on what Monday this year? Yeah. 
Oh, Labor Day is always on Monday. Yeah, yeah, Monday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. No, yeah, it's the first weekend of September. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually the, the weekend leading up to it is the busiest, and then Labor Day kind of dies off because of plastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They they do the uh, they do the Imperial March thing through the through the city. All right. So, are you up for us calling in? You. Oh, wait, which one? You're, wait, 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 you're the like, co-host. He just, I, mean, just no, like, like, I just hit buttons. I, like, what? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to ask me. I'm up for anything. All right. I'm a doll. Let's make sure. No, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I can't work like this. Can you hear me? Hey, there you are. Hey. How are you doing? Ah, uh, I am wonderful. It has been a day. Hey. How are you? Uh, another day above ground, no complaints. You are actually live there you go. Yeah. on the air on This Week in Barbecue. And uh, my oh. co-host is here, Lee's here, the whole crew's here. How's it going? Hi. Hi, everybody. Hello. You Hello. There. Well, I, mean, I, I was just waiting. Just being all I, shy. I have a problem <laughs> actually speaking over people when they call in, so I'm I trying to I, like... I can never know. You can talk over me during the podcast, so <laughs> uh, I'm going to just start calling it's in for okay. my segment. So uh, for those of... Uh, well, I guess for everyone, since no one's really familiar as at this point, please introduce yourself and how we are associated with one another. Who is this again? And I'm just oh, so, you, see, you, see, you see, I'm taking so my name. <laughs> my name is Dia Barry Mitchell, and I am a food writer and also a cultural historian studying um, specifically black history, but also Southern history, food history. Uh, I own a business called Nostalgia Black. We offer a variety of services under that umbrella. And I met Mr. Uh, Received from uh, a, a program specifically through Kingsford uh, Charcoal Company, obviously, that's called Preserve the Pit. Um, I was one of six awardees, I guess you could say, fellows that was chosen to participate in the program in order to preserve um, cultural heritage of Black Americans who uh, barbecue. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that's a good summation. That's, that's uh, this year's class, right? That is this year's class. Uh, they are the third year, correct? Rashid is actually my mentor, and we met at Memphis in May um, a couple of months ago. Yes, and uh, Dia is super dope and an amazing journalist an amazing writer and i was and i am very fortunate to have her as a mentee when um she was one of my submissions for the program uh, and you guys have heard the story before in a nutshell we compiled a project for black history month where we're featuring different cooks pitmasters, builders of color in the black community for black history month and it was the hardest project we did all year uh, so upon learning about Dia and more of what she does, it's like, yeah, the world needs more, more Dia's out there and I'm going to do any and everything I can to help her expand and grow and help with her writings. And I sort of taxed you with a special project. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Well, we've done a few different projects, but the most recent one that we spoke about recently, are you referring to the, um, the interviews, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm excited because Rashida and I spoke about really the, the need to move forward with preserving um, barbecue history. And so I'll be interviewing um, at a minimum six different people 
who are most likely fellows are uh, uh, mentors, excuse me, that are in the Preserve the Pit program. Um, Rasheed has agreed to be one of them. And so I'm going to be interviewing him about history and folks like himself, about um, their background in barbecue, how they got started, who may have influenced them, um, and questions like that so that we can try to get a better manage of preserving our history um, and our place within the history of barbecue culture. Yes. Um, she'll, she'll also be interviewing Pops, uh, you know, excuse me, James Beard award-winning Pops. Yes. <laughs> James Beard award-winning. Super Kevin excited Bledsoe. about that. <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, we don't have a date set yet, but I, I'm, de- I'm definitely excited to interview uh, Mr. Kevin Bledsoe. Thank you. And thanks for arranging that also. Always, <laughs> always. And I definitely hope you reach out to B as well, Brian Furman. Yes. He has a, just an amazing story and wealth of knowledge and experience. And you mentioned your writing, but you also uh, – you also do these very unique uh, and I think very experiential tours. Yes. Yeah. I actually, that's how I got my start. I started doing tours. I created a bus company called Soul of DFW, a bus touring company in 2018. And um, essentially it came from a vacation that I took in 2017. And whenever I go to visit different places, whether it's, domestic or international, I always, always try to take a tour. So I want to either immerse myself into that culture by taking a food tour or a history tour. This particular time, I could not decide what I wanted to do. So (laughs) I thought if I can't decide, maybe there are other people like me who kind of want a blend of both of them to get the full experience or at least a, a good taste of the experience. Um, cause you know, it's hard to do that obviously within a four hour, you know, kind of a time frame. Yeah. but, um, yeah. So I decided to do that. So when I got back in 2018, I started soul of DFW and it's a combination food and history bus tour. Um, I focus specifically on black history, but this year I'm actually rolling out a new theme tour under the umbrella of soul of DFW. Uh, DFW, for those who don't know, stands for Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Um, So I'm doing a new theme tour that I'm going to be announcing pretty soon. And we're doing a cowboy culture tour in Fort Worth. Mm, Um, So if you know anything about Fort Worth, you know it's all things. They really embrace their cowboy cultural heritage. So I'm excited about rolling that out and doing not only Black history, but focusing on Black and Hispanic um, uh, history and our uh, our participation, I guess you would say, in cowboy culture. Wow. Because uh, I don't think a lot of people realize the first set of cowboys were people of color. They were black. Yeah, definitely. We we played a large it's, role it's in the that. Name. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because the <laughs> they sure as hell weren't calling us cowmen. <laughs> Cowsers. Yeah, definitely what yeah. you're being called Cowsers. Definitely. Cowser. No, um, yeah, so Vaqueros obviously were uh, Mexican cowboys. And, uh, you know, when you look back at a lot of the old time, you know, movies and shows from, uh, I don't know, you, you name it. I, I was a huge lover of all things John Wayne when I was mm. a kid. Um, and so, but you if you remember back, you didn't, I never saw anybody of color 
Um, and it wasn't just because it was a black and white TV. Yeah. I just did not <laughs> see. I didn't see anybody who was black or brown. And so I want to be able to highlight those people so that we can remember them also when we draw names um, that are associated with cowboys. So yeah. I'm excited to do that. So that's going to be coming. I'm actually planning that literally right now. I had a, a couple of calls earlier this morning about um, getting that you know, tied together. So I'm really excited to do that and start immersing myself and other people um, into that. So and, uh, that's on the horizon. I've always loved the fact that, that that particular character trait about you, you, if you didn't see the thing that you were interested in, you said, cool, I'm just going to make it. I'm, I'm going to start that yeah. process. Yeah. I and guess. you just figured yeah. out along the way, you know? Yeah. That's part of like not being afraid to do the work or to just get started. Well, uh, what's the old saying? The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time yeah. is today. <laughs> That's true. So, well, thank you. Thank you for noticing that. And I actually, I didn't even recognize that in myself until recently. Um, yeah. So I guess that's true. I Either that or I don't even have enough sense to be afraid. I just like, just kind of gun it, like you said, and I, I figure I'll figure it out along the way if I don't know or if I haven't done it before. Oh, I, I think ignorance is because people are like, oh, you're ignorant. That's a, that's a insult. I was like, no, if you ever cracked open Webster's, you'll see it's not an insult. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think ignorance is one of the best tools for an entrepreneur. It really is. You're like, oh, then, then I don't, you don't know any better to be afraid. Yeah. To, to know yeah. of the rejection. Um, that's so true. But how would you describe? And remember, I'm your mentor, so, you know, be careful how you respond. But <laughs> how would you describe your experience thus far as the third class of the Preserve the Pit program? And for those of you who aren't aware, the program ends in just a, a couple of weeks. So how yeah. has your experience been? And what would you like to see uh, for next year's class? Oh, that's a great question. And I've, I've honestly learned so much within this short period of time. It seems just super condensed and, and tight um, and short, all things considered, because like I said, it rolled out in May. Mm -hmm. And here we are now. It's already August and it ends August 31st. Uh, I've learned a lot. And I'm not just saying this, you guys, because he's on the phone with me right now. But <laughs> when we initially started, I told him, uh, I told Rashid that I wanted to really work on my entrepreneurship skills and also to work on uh, building a brand. Uh, everybody, I think, can agree that you have a, a really large brand and you're, I'm, I'm very impressed with how you're able to manage everything and coordinate everything and, and kind of keep your hands on it and, may, and remain so composed. Um, so that's something I admire money. about you. A lot of bribe money. So, <laughs> so that's something I've really been, you know, delving more into about how to stay um, attached to my projects um, and to always have a manage on it myself and to make sure I'm, I'm aware of what's going on uh, and really you know, another thing that I struggled with, if I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm just going to be, you know, totally transparent right now, mm -hmm. is that when I first met Rasheed, one of the things that I really wanted to work on was how to be better at time management. 
if you guys don't know, and you should know, he's literally everywhere at any given moment. Um, you're probably on a plane right now. I have no idea or driving. I don't know. He's mentally but on a plane. I'm, I'm, he's I'm, mentally on I'm, a plane, I'm three, right? I'm three events ahead right now. <laughs> he's actually living in 2027 right now. Um, and he's calling back in. But I was impressed by that. And that's something I wanted to, to learn how to better manage. And so our very first call, I think it was, he taught me really the uh, the gift of being able to say no when I'm when I'm just not able to do that. You know, it's much better to say no and to follow up with someone when I do have the bandwidth than to say yes and keep taking on all these projects and end up just super spent and not being able to give my all to it as a result. Um, so that was the first thing that he taught me. Um, and I think I'm, I'm much better equipped to navigate that now. And then from there, really just the importance of, us, as I mentioned before, of, of building my brand, of staying true to my word um, and to myself, honestly. Those are all kind of things that I've learned, um, kind of the, the broader messages that I've learned from working with you, Rasheed. Oh man, I appreciate that. You know, somebody over here cutting onions and stuff's probably you know, the <laughs> people next door. But no, I told you, um, and even in the write up that I wrote about you, and that's that's out there. Yeah. I've had uh, the pleasure of having some amazing mentors. I've had some not great ones, but even the not great ones still teach you something. And mm-hmm. I understand the importance of just setting that up because then if you do your job right, it sort of continues on long past you. Uh, and I want to make sure that with this opportunity, because I know what it takes, you know, that level of vulnerability and this is yours is on a national stage, you know, being broadcasted, yeah. it's not being done in private. So I, I want to make sure yeah. that you get these skills that you can build upon and grow and are actionable items that roll into one another, even down to when we're, I was talking about like, hey, let's start having you capture all this site traffic Instead yeah, of redirecting yep. it to everyone else. You know? Oh, yeah. Let's, that let's, let's start that was some, major. Some templates in place, you know, for you to have these responses ready for these inquiries and people that you're trying to reach and connect with and all that. So, uh, no, it means a lot. And I, I definitely am honored to have you as my first go around mentee and going to make sure I bring that and build upon it even more so uh, next year's program as well. Definitely. And I don't, I don't know if. If you mentioned it, I, I didn't hear, but you may have. Um, but, you know, this is the first, to my knowledge anyway, I think I'm the first um, uh, person who's not actually in barbecue, like a, a cooking or mm-hmm. a pit master. Yep. You're um, the very first non-food yeah. purveyor of any kind that's yep, yep. in the program. And that was part of, you know, when they asked why, and I said the – two oldest forms of preservation in history one smoking meat yeah, obviously mm-hmm. and two mm-hmm. is documentation even the cavemen knew enough to write it on walls so yeah how are we going yeah. to continue to preserve these stories how are we preserving the pit and we have no literature so for those of you who are listening i've actually tasked deal with a huge project uh of compiling the first literature, the first uh, literary writings to start and be placed in what we're forming as the Kingsford Library, 
you know, she's going to, that that first uh, installment will be of her writing of what she seems and deems fit from the program and from her fellow mentees and uh, other mentors like myself to start this program and writing so that there's a history, there's an archive for others to go back and look onto mm-hmm. the same way you can go to kingsford.com slash history and hear all about Ford and the family doing it the same way you'll be able to do and go peruse and read these statements from us that, you know, if done right, should be around long after us. So uh, yeah. if you want to yeah. make a change, you got to gotta do the work and just be the first ones to do it. it wasn't there. There you go. Wanted yeah. to see it. Let's make it happen. Make it happen. Now, we are wrapping up here. I don't know if you've got any questions, uh, Brian, for Dia. Anything you want to ask, inquire here? I mean, so, like, what is going to be your first project kind of post-Preserve the Pit? Oh, that is Oh, that's a great question. So, post-Preserve the Pit, I mentioned that, you know, uh, the, the interviews that I'm working on right now, that'll be kind of going on uh congruently through the end of the year. So on top of that, um, the tours, as I mentioned, and then in addition to that, I'm, uh, I'm also thinking about using part of my award earnings to do an event that highlights minority-owned farms. Um, agriculture is also really important to me to, in order to highlight those people who are not the big corporations, but possibly women-owned or just the smaller farms out there who need help, um, who may not get the notoriety that's really that they need to and, and really try to promote using seasonal produce and fruits and vegetables and all that good stuff. So that's going to be coming up in the future. And um, also, I'm a PhD student. I didn't mention that, but I'm getting my, um, I'm focusing on history. That's my major, and uh, I just found out that I'm going to be graduating a little earlier than I even had thought I was before, so I'm just super stoked about that because I'll have more time. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to be graduating next year. So really, I'm trying to use um, my time as, uh, be as resourceful as possible because I know I'll be working on my dissertation. Um, But those are three kind of big projects that I, I hope to um, kind of wrap up before the end of the year. That's really dope. Oh, what's fun, or it's interesting that you mentioned uh, like uh, family farms and minority owned farms. There's a yes. great um, market here called Sun Market, and she operates out of Decatur in kind of what they call a food desert. Mm. And so her oh, goal, yeah. yeah, her goal, like she does it twice a month during the summer and her goal is to bring fresh produce from local farms to people who don't have access to it normally. Mm-hmm. Cause like really in this area, it's really only like dollar general and family dollars mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. No, um, I, I like that. We'll, let's drop that. Send me that info, Brian, or just add it in your show notes right, section. Yeah. I'll put that in there. Yeah. And um, deal what I'll, you know, before we wrap up here, uh, what I'll have to do is get you in touch with our, uh, our good friend Erica Roby, um, mm-hmm. Blue Smoke Blair online, you know, Memphis and May champion, mm-hmm. Barbecue mm-hmm. Brawl champion, accolades of many. Uh, Mohegan she, Sun Flood Survivor. Yes, Mohegan Sun Flood Survivor. <laughs> uh, she she actually uh, owns and operates her own ranch 
out there. Oh. She's not far off from you. I believe she's probably like an hour, an hour and a half from you. Uh, what? Over okay. In, over in uh, Texas, she's getting all of her livestock and everything in order. She's always showing her her farm and land chores. So maybe having you sit and chat with her. She's actually going to be at uh, Grill and Chill. So I will introduce you to you in person there because uh, you okay. will be there covering as well. Um, but no, I think that's definitely definitely a good point of contact for you to have would, would be Erica. So I'm, I'm going to facilitate that and make that happen. Cool. I am. I'm super excited. Perfect. Well, thank you. Anytime. How can the people find you? Give them all the socials and the what have yous. Yes. Uh, website is diaberrymitchell.com. It's spelled D-E-A-H. Berry like the fruit and Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. And you can find me at the same handle on Twitter and also um, on Instagram. And Facebook. Perfect. And LinkedIn. <laughs> Did you get your threads up and running? I know. Right? That's it. <laughs> get your yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Dia, thank you so much for hopping on the call, for just being so great, and for everything that you do. Obviously, this isn't the last time, just the first time, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, and thanks for your patience as I wrapped up that other stuff. But oh, yeah. really enjoyed talking to you and you guys have a great day, and hopefully I'll be able to meet you in person. Definitely, definitely. It'll be happening soon. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was my mentee, Miss Dia Barry Mitchell, who's just an all-around amazing person as well as exceptional journalist and historian. Um, and you got anything else to add? Uh, I think it's awesome like that they're bringing people that aren't technically – doing the barbecue but can like I th- it's in the name preserve. preserve yeah yeah that are like documenting and and making sure that stories get told yeah yeah that's important that's yeah. important man and we've told a lot of stories this episode on this week in barbecue the barbecue focus podcast that introduces both the good the bad and everything in between in the world of barbecue I've been your host Rashid Phillips and back again 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 Maybe again. Maybe one more again in there. Yeah, yeah. It's my amazing co-host, Mr. Uh, Brian Hull. And working the ones and twos, which is basically just camera one and camera two, Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Lee Garman. Hey, hey, he's got a camera, or he's got a mic one, a mic two, and a mic three. Don't don't sell short. They all just stay on. Let's be honest. Once it's all turned on, it's fine. See, we're getting there. We're getting there. And uh, this has been This Week in Barbecue. Like, share. Tell Wait, don't forget about, about Corey in the background just yelling. Yeah. Just well, um, uh, a faint a faint, a faint, A faint whisper. <laughs> a faint whisper, but the judgmental eyes are loud as ever. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and also, please check out Corey's pod. The Warner Pod. It's, a, it's an amazing podcast. There's, there's a lot of tips and tricks. And my favorite episode is how to travel on other people's money. <laughs> yeah, Corey. Yeah, still, uh, still fond of that one. I got, I got a quick question for you. Because yeah, we can end the show on this. Yeah. Air fryer or toaster for I your steaks. Bye, everybody. We're out. <laughs> We're out. Just close it out. We're out.